I, I just woke up, which is uh, not too long ago, and I haven't been singing much this morning. So I'm going to do a, a chiller one. This is a brand new one. It's called Doug Song. Uh, it's not about a person named Doug. I was just writing a song at my friend's house and they have a dog named Doug and he was the only one there with me so I was like shit I'll just call this Doug song um, uh, let me know if you can hear it all Welcome back to American Slacker Podcast. As always, I'm Matt. And I am Jesse. And today we're joined by our guest, Christopher Kesnick from Arts Fishing Club. Thank you for coming on the show, man. Hey, it's an honor to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, the pleasure's all ours, Appreciate man. It, man. We're, we're, yeah, we're excited to have you on, man. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You mind telling the audience a little bit about yourself? Sure, yeah. Um, so I'm... Arts Fishing Club is the name of our band. We're like an indie indie folk, indie rock band. Mm-hmm. Um, we're out of Nashville, Tennessee here. Um, I grew up in App or in Wisconsin, a town called Appleton. Mm. So uh, from up north, came down here about ten years ago for for school and music, and uh, yeah, just been we've been making music ever since. Um, the band started. I recorded an EP just all by myself without the band members, I think, what? F- five years ago now, um, okay. 2016, I think. And then slowly but surely, I would just book shows and wrangle different, um, you know, different players to to p- play uh, the shows. And I think in that first 
year, first two years, we played with like 20 different drummers. Oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. Before we found Brian, who's just like blows my mind every time uh, I get to play with that dude. Um, and yeah, so that was kind of our process for like uh, finding the players in the band. Uh, it was just booking shows and then hiring different musicians. And then finally, you know, you'd find just the fit. It's like a marriage uh, being in a band, kind of. So it's like you're married to five dudes. Um, <laughs> yeah, so a glorious, glorious marriage. marriage. Um, but uh, yeah, so we've just been playing. Uh, we started hitting the college circuit uh, about two years ago. Nice. Um, and that's been really great for us, um, getting some, some bigger shows and uh, just blew up, I guess, our confidence in, in the reality or like helped us realize like, oh, wait, no. Like you get us on the right stage. Like we can deliver. It's there's a lot uh, that goes into like production and things where when you're first starting out, you see these, you know, Lady Gaga on, uh, you know, a massive stage, you know, with the whole light show and everything. And, mm -hmm. and part of you sometimes, at least for me, can think like, oh, shit, like she's on a whole different level. Mm -hmm. And then the more and more you get into it and all of a sudden you play your songs on a stage like that, it's like, oh, shit, like, yeah, like Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga is incredible, incredible. I ain't trying to take anything away from her, but um, watch out; those fans are ferocious. You know? Yeah, hey, <laughs> hey, no, maybe they'll come murder me or something. No, no press is bad press, is what buy, I heard. Buy a ticket to the show so you can come murder. Exactly. <laughs> um, that would that, that would suck. Please don't murder me. Don't do that. Um, we don't endorse that here. But gonna... yeah, I, I think I think just. Uh, getting getting some bigger shows and bigger stages we started realizing like oh wow but no like we're we're ready to kind of take it to the next level and so the past year and a half uh has really just been focusing on um working with producers that are at that kind of level and helping us to take these tunes that we've cultivated because we have we're sitting on a, a lot of songs nice Ooh, okay i like to hear that as a fan that's yeah. awesome man yeah it's yeah, a good spot yeah. to be in yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. We're starting to work with some really cool people. Um, uh, yeah. So it sounds like through like attaining the members of the band, there there were like growing pains in terms of like oh yeah getting finding the right fit. What um like what were some of the I guess experiences along the way there that made it so that like oh this person didn't work? Was it just like scheduling or just the, the finding the right sound? Yeah, it's it's scheduling. It's um, uh, I mean, personalities. Uh, like, is that yeah, kind of yeah. Pattern? So mm -hmm. for sure, I, I like to joke that like we're amateur musicians and professional drivers because when we're out <laughs> on the road, ninety five percent of the time is spent in the van with each other, and then you play a set you play an hour long set or a two hour long set and then you hop back into the car or you hop back into the hotel, whatever it is. Um, so there's just a mix of like things that you really have to balance. Um, my number one value for players is that they're the best player that I know. You know what I mean? Like those it's like every single time I look, look at one of the other guys in the band i'm like fuck like they're really fucking good um individually at their own instrument and yeah. like blowing my mind and so that has always been my number one priority of like all right everyone has to be you know the you know the best whatever that means not the best but um very very proficient at their instrument and and um so that was kind of the number one thing. Uh, then preparedness, like some guys, uh, you know, would show up to the gig and you can tell they didn't really know the songs. Like, mm -hmm. and then other guys would show up to the gig and they, you could tell they prepared and did nice. their did their work. Um, so that's another thing. Um, the hang, just personality, like fun. Do we have fun with this person or being in this... a car that long with someone yeah. kind of got to oh, get along in that way. Right. So, uh, that's, 
a huge thing. And then, um, and then the last one is probably just like desire to be in the group. You know what I mean? Um, is it something that, oh, hey, you're just looking for a way to, you know, be out on the road for this weekend? Or is it this something that you're really interested in? Mm. Um, and so that's a lot of different components to like mix and have. And, and the thing about Nashville that's different than I think when most people think of bands they're like, okay, these are like five best friends. They went to high school together or college right. together, like, or they're from this town and they just love each other and they love playing music together so much. Mm -hmm. um, and that is not very realistic in Nashville because what happens is everyone has uprooted themselves from LA, from the Midwest, from uh, Chicago, Texas. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just this giant melting pot. And, like, to have the confidence to uproot yourself from your local community and and move to a city to pursue something, like, pretty much everyone here is, like, pretty serious about going after their dream, right? And so that means everyone has a slightly different uh, picture of what that is. Um, and so it's... I, I always like to say it's like we're almost like a 75% like band band. Like there's the what I would call 50% band is like when there's an artist like um, Chris Kesnick like and that's what it's billed. And then there's just a backing band on stage. That would be like 50% band. 100% band would be like, uh, you know, we're the five best friends that grew up together and we were all in it. Always have been blah, blah, blah. And then we're kind of like in this 75, 80% range where it's like all the other guys are playing in other projects, have their own things. Like, you know, one of our guys produces full time. He, he just produced a, a DJ Khaled Drake oh, cut, wow. you know, this year, Grease that came out. Um, and like, yeah, so everyone and Jimmy, like our guitarist, he's in multiple bands. Like um, everyone has their own like thing as well so mm -hmm. it's uh it it's that was really difficult for me in the beginning because i just wanted everyone to like yeah like let's be the band band thing you wanted um, to be monogamous and everyone else exactly an open relationship exactly 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 that honestly that is the um no one's ever articulated it quite the, like that, but you're the right. Ego and the jealousy has to it, be let go of exactly, yeah. and just and just allow everyone to spread their seed. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, now there exactly. Uh, but uh, no, and and so that was actually, I think, for me, the biggest thing that I had to work through. Um, yeah. And and since I have, it's become way better like i used to get stressed about like oh it's got to be this group like blah 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 and mm -hmm. what's also nice is our um i, I feel like it kind of works with our band name just arts fishing club yeah. having this like we kind of actually have like almost 10 members of the band because okay. there's these one or two kind of auxiliary guys for if the main like you know, kind of the main member can't quite make it we hit mm -hmm. up these other guys and now as the years has been going on like we play so many so much with these other guys where it's like fuck it kind of feels like this is like one big group now there so you, go. you gotta, gotta do a show where everyone's there at some point It'd be like an andrew wk concert with like 20 people on stage with various size guitars you know honestly that's a that's kind of a killer idea and just yeah, rotate do it. rotate people through um it's uh yeah, it's a fun thing though. So I, I feel very, very, very lucky to be in Nashville because that is only possible mm. in a town like this. Um, That's an interesting perspective that I haven't heard on Nashville. Um, it, it, mm. it, and it makes sense. You know, it's kind of like the college town of music, you know? Right. Mm. Yeah. And, and for a while I was fighting it. Like, and I was like desiring this monogamous band relationship <laughs> and, uh, yeah, letting go of that was honestly has been one of the best things um, mm. because now I'm just like stoked for my buddies when they're doing cool shit too, you know, yeah. and like that's how all, all of us want to live. Absolutely. So, and I'm sure well, you, you get a lot of creativity out of that, you know. Totally. Kind of 
Yeah, and I mean, as like outsiders, I mean, we're getting a product that's kind of like mini super groups. Yeah, because you know, you're so such talented artists, and that's what again to the Nashville uniqueness. Mm -hmm. When you're at a hometown like where how we grew up in a small area, like trying to revolve a new band, like finding a new drummer is like good luck, asshole. You know right, what I mean? Right. And, there's but like, like two in town. You're, there's like thousands of people trying to make it in the music like industry, and they play probably every instrument like fine. Like you know, like it's like insane. Like just such a accumulation of the fucking of talent. talent. Yeah. And just yeah, that's why it's crazy. To, it, I understand where your sound comes from now because you have accumulated it from finding the right people and just like fucking going ham. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you meant you mentioned the name. Where where exactly does uh, Arts Fishing Club come yeah, from? Yeah. So uh, both my grandfathers are actually named Arthur. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. Um, and when I first started, my, the very first gig I ever did uh, was an open mic with actually my cousin who's out in L.A. pursuing acting, hmm. um, Keenan, and he. Uh, we like needed a name for the open mic and he's like, let's call ourselves arts fishing club because the year before we had gone on a fishing trip with my grandfather. Um, and we made like these arts fishing club t-shirts uh, Oh, that's cute. with all the cousins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I fucking hated the name. I was like, no, because I was serious about pursuing music. I've always been serious. And I thought it was just like this stupid jokey name, but then I like slept on it and I woke up the next morning and I realized that I really, really loved it because it not only is an homage to that grandfather, it's an homage to my other grandfather, um, which I basically owe those guys, you know, so much in my life. Mm. And, um, and, and then, you know, to take it one step further is just the, the fact that like, I actually think that, pursuing music is a lot like going out fishing mm. um where like you like when i go fishing with my cousins they're good fishermen i'm a trash fisherman i li like to do it but i'm trash we'll be in the same fucking boat <laughs> ca casting the same bait yet they're ripping fish oh, and God. i'm not right That's so, so it's frustrating like, <laughs> it is so frustrating but it's like this thing where I think lots of times in the music industry and with creativity, like people can be like, Oh, that person caught their break. They got lucky. Then all these things happened. And it's like, to me, it is kind of that, but there's like some real skill. Right. And, mm -hmm. and, and so sometimes you'll be in the boat and the little kid will cast and he'll hook a muskie on a Snoopy pole. Right. And it's like, <laughs> all right, fucking Bieber got discovered as a 12 year old and wow, that, yeah. you know, was, yep. it was pretty lucky, right? The stars aligned, but for the most part, it's like you just keep casting, keep casting, keep casting and you get better and better. And, um, the more that you put out there, the, the, the more, uh, opportunities you have for, mm -hmm. for, you know, quote unquote success. But like, uh, if you focus every single day on like, yo, did I catch some big fish? Did I write a hit song today? Like you're going to not have fun fishing. It's, it's more about being in the boat with people that you love, drinking some beers, having a good time, but doing it seriously. So yeah. pretty hallmark, uh, like, you yeah. know, story behind it all. But I just like, I guess my imagination ran with that and I, I loved that idea kind of as a mission statement and, uh, and, and then as the band started to come together and we all talked about it, we just all loved it. So we st stuck with it. Hell yeah, man. I love a band with a, with weight to the name. Like, it's not just mm -hmm. like, yeah, we saw it on like a food box and we were like, yeah, dude, that's our <laughs> or, name. Or you know, it was like fo focus something So <laughs> right. Yeah. Focus yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, there's something about that. I mean, and putting that depth in your, the name alone shows like how the songs are too. I mean, what you put into the songs, let alone. I mean, I can only imagine what the mm -hmm. songwriting process is for you. Hi, so am I. And you probably are too. I know how you American slackers are. My name is Cole and I help to host the Chillinoy podcast. Please check out the Chillinoy podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, TuneIn Radio, or wherever else you stream podcasts. If you'd like direct access to our RSS feed, you can go to chillinoynet slash podcast. We have a wide variety of guests, including musicians, producers, comedians, and even people 
that legally grow and sell weed or cannabis in our great state of Illinois. We've had big names like the Pop Brothers at Law, Dan Castle and Lucas McCreary as seen on the number one comedy podcast in the world, Kill Tony. We've even had Tommy fucking Chong, who you might know from Cheech and Chong. We've got a lot going on over here, so please check out our podcast, and if you enjoy it, be sure to rate us positively and share it with your friends. And if you don't enjoy it, please rate us positively and then roast us at gatherings with your friends. Anything helps. Hey, Slackers, have we told you about our Patreon? Our Patreon consists of so many perks, it's gonna blow your minds. We're talking about exclusive merch. We're talking early access to all of these sweet episodes. The one you're listening to right now, you could have been listening to way before. Had you just head over to our Patreon and signed up for any tier. You could have not heard this ad if you were already a patron. No ad. We have ad-free episodes, exclusive content, shirts, personalized letters, everything you could possibly want, including stickers and pins. Come on, people. American Slacker on Patreon. Check us out. You're sick of those Manscaped commercials. We know it. Avoid it. Patreon.com slash American Slacker podcast. Head over there right now. Um, we were talking about driving before. I wanted to bring up the walking guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. What have you got? Because I, I found this very interesting. Can you tell us a little bit about this? Yeah. So the the first tour I ever did. Um, so I recorded an EP in, I think, twenty. 15 or 2016 and then was looking to go you know just play some shows around tennessee and so i hopped on this facebook group uh this nashville facebook group called young entertainment professionals Mm -hmm. and this kid had posted hey looking to do like a 50 show tour uh kind of adventure and looking for some other people to do it with and i Mm. caught my eye i was like wow this is awesome. This is exactly what I want. I was thinking it was going to be like drive the drive and like go rock climbing every other day or something, right. which would have been really fun. Um, but yeah, I called him up. He was like, just going after it. Like, yeah, you gotta, we gotta, we gotta play all these shows, blah, blah, blah. Um, and at the end of it, I kind of asked him what the, you know, what the adventure portion was. And he goes, all right, promise you're not going to leave we're going to walk it. And I was like, Oh shit. You know, but I couldn't, I couldn't think of a reason not to do it. And I was like, yeah, I'm in. So we walked from Maine, Portland, Maine, um, down to Atlanta, Georgia, back to Nashville, Tennessee. It was about a 1600 mile journey. We didn't, there was like some portions that uh, weren't like all walked because of like, there was like a ferry that we had to take at one point and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Um, we, we won't discredit you for that. Right. I, I, it wasn't the swimming tour. So. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, I think I think I calculated it was like eleven hundred total miles that we walked wow. was what it was. Um, and yeah, it took four and a half months. We didn't know where we were going to sleep every night. We would just wake up, start walking. And uh, out of one hundred and thirty days out on the road, um, one hundred and eleven of them strangers or friends of friends took us in. Nice. Um, and we, yeah. So that was the 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 real wild experience of it, of it was just like spending a night in all these different people's homes. And it's like really, really, really crazy how quickly of a kind of a bond you you form w- with people when you spend a night at their house. Like, mm. uh, it's a that's a very like intimate. Mm thing like i i think about you know some of my best friends here in nashville it's like i've never spent the night you know what i mean right and and there's a different level of just like you know so we would meet these people and then by the next day we were leaving and it was like fuck these feel like we're leaving our friends now Mm -hmm. you know what i mean even though we didn't even know that they existed two days ago um so that was pretty cool well the kindness of the amount of people Mm-hmm. it is is pretty uh astonishing um it, it's it sounds like you may, met a lot of interesting people along the way there um the other days that you weren't in someone's house did you guys have like camping gear or something yeah yeah so we we illegally camped nice um, <laughs> awesome. yeah so we did some ur- urban camping like we there slept behind a, 
a CVS. We, we got uh, a lot of that here in California. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here in Florida too. <laughs> um, yeah, we had some. We slept in some parks. There was one night we slept under a picnic table in a park in Fall River, Massachusetts. Hmm. And um, oh wow, yeah. Which, as we were walking in, everyone was like warning us about the drug situation problem that was going mm -hmm. on there. And um, and we ended up sleeping under this picnic table and at about like two 30 in the morning, this couple got on top of the picnic table that we, that four dudes were sleeping under and started hooking up on this picnic table. Oh my and, God. and it's no. like a hundred percent. And it's like this, and it's this, uh, like big, I mean, it was utterly terrifying for us because you could tell that they were drunk. It was like this big, uh, like Boston dude, like, He's like, come on, babe, let's just do it right here. Let's just fucking do it. And, oh, and it's no, like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, no, straight you're up. Murdered by the table collapsing on you guys. Uh, either that or just like, I mean, when you're in that position, you have no idea. Like, they clearly were unaware that we were there. And so I, you don't know if the guy's got a gun or if he's just drunk and he's going to get scared. And all of a sudden, we make ourselves known and he just punches us out or something juggernauts right? so, through the table yeah 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 you don't really know and Yo, so, what the fuck you doing under that table bro right so right. you guys are just like sitting there like uh jurassic park style trying not to move so the t-rex doesn't see you kind of <laughs> kind of but nonetheless like we also aren't trying to get like let them get to a place of like full-on <laughs> co coital you know uh, we're, we're not looking for the yeah the, the coital theater here either so like uh uncomfortable but not confrontational <laughs> right right so so yeah i mean we're laying under this table they're right on top and there i was awake on one side my other buddy was awake on the other uh the two dudes in the middle were fast asleep um lucky them <laughs> i had uh i had my like camera tripod uh because we i shot a documentary of this whole experience um and i had the camera tripod ready to like strike if needed and the girl kept being like i don't know babe something just feels not right something feels a little bit weird straight <laughs> up the four dudes straight, up, straight up she like Probably was saying that. this and um finally like my buddy nudges one of the other guys and he kind of like pops up and was, was like oh like makes like a, a startled like awake noise and they just get dead silent and then they flash their phones right onto us and i'm like this like ready to fucking strike and and and, and, and they just scream bloody fucking murder like oh my god there's four dudes right there and just fucking get up and like take off running uh so yeah that was a oh my god it was quite the um oh my god that's funny it, it was a weird oh my god. night that's yeah i'm glad you made it out of that ever fucking hurt same, same. yeah it was it was quite the it was a weird, it was a, but we, and then we realized like, oh, we're the creepy motherfuckers in the park that everyone was <laughs> warning us about. Not, yeah. So. When you realize you are the traffic you're sitting in. Exactly. <laughs> um, now you mentioned a documentary. Is that available anywhere for people to watch? If uh, It's actually not. So uh, this documentary has been quite the experience. Uh, I, I've re reshot like recut it. Mm -hmm. uh, we're now on the third iteration. So I, yeah. I did a full one, wasn't happy with it. Redid a a shit ton of it. We mm -hmm. had like a debut, um, but then when we were kind of shopping it around to people, they were like, "Hey, this is really awesome, but it's just like not quite pro enough mm -hmm. to like get on Netflix or do you know." So then decided to take one more stab at it with a with a another um and kind of outsourced it to a a, a woman um mm -hmm. that you know writes scripts professionally and uh so we're actually supposed to get the the third iteration this week oh cool um, or her string cut of it mm -hmm. um so yeah it, it will eventually be out but it's kind of one of those things where i really want to do it right and i think that you know, the more and more that the music stuff is progressing for me and some of the other guys in the band, mm -hmm. it, um, it kind of just makes sense to like 
be patient with it and try and really do it right because we do think it's a fun and interesting story and um and yeah it can come out later you know yeah no be be patient that's that's the right way to go about it i think Mm -hmm. when did you guys walk was it not midwinter i'm hoping god damn no no so it was (laughs) uh we started july i think was it july 8th okay Uh, through november as well okay we're gonna work your way to towards tennessee towards the end of it i'm guessing yeah uh, yeah exactly you walk you walk south with the weather nice Um, (laughs) yeah so because it can be grueling even in the summer up and because like matt and i mentioned we're from like upstate new york and it gets hot you know so oh it was the first thing that popped in my head is like what season did they do this oh yeah no we were in we were up in the northeast and like there's a gnarly ass photo that i have of us four dudes well three of us were sharing the tent um in like swampy i don't know if it was massachusetts or where it was sounds like like, jersey yeah but it was i think it was north of that still Um, okay but it it was just this swampy muggy night and uh i took a photo on my phone and like all of us right we're like only in our boxers or like underwear (laughs) no blankets we're just like four three like (laughs) next to each other just like sweaty disgusting animals and um and i took a photo because there was just like steam rising it was disgusting (laughs) damn yeah it was gnarly is that how you guys showed up to the shows essentially basically yeah yeah but yeah, we played like 50 shows. It was, wow. it was, and that was the first time I'd ever really played shows. And, and the confidence that I got from that tour, um, yeah, I really just wouldn't trade it for the world. That was like because- tour boot camp, dude. Like you did, you did not, that, that was your first one that you did like the hardest version. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And it, uh, I think the thing about it too, that I was actually, so one of the other guys, Riley Moore, um, He's a, you actually should have him on the podcast. He's a, you know, one of my best friends and uh, incredible, incredible singer songwriter. Um, He, we were just chatting about it the other day and it's like what we re what you kind of realize is because when we first told people what we were doing, everyone was just like, what? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know what I mean? And you just start planning. Like you just, okay. You just break the problem down of like, Mm -hmm. all right, well, we're, we're going to start here and we need to get back to Nashville. Like how many miles a day should we walk? There you go. Okay. How about like 15? All right. So I'll just, I literally went on Google maps and I just 15 miles a day. And I created a schedule for us of like, all right, so this is going to be our schedule, mm-hmm. you know, where we should be every day. And now we can just start booking shows based off of that. And, there you go. and then all of a sudden shows started coming up and it was like, holy shit this is happening Uh, we gotta be there now (laughs) yeah exactly so that's i mean it takes commitment and i mean it is a wild idea you're always gonna have naysayers who are like oh why why the hell would you do that kind of thing but i mean you you got a documentary out of it you got a lot Mm -hmm. of experience out of it it sounds like Mm -hmm. it was uh formative in terms of how you look at you know playing shows now definitely it's fantastic man it's yeah. a that you create and you created you signed yourself up for that. That wasn't something that happened to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, so it's yeah, good it's to take those opportunities. It's pretty rad. We we saw on uh, Instagram uh, what happened to your drummer. Oh, he just uh, tore his Achilles. Um, uh, playing playing some hoops. That he, pedal. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, no, yeah, it was hoops. no. <laughs> yeah, he he just cut, heard a pop, and uh, <laughs> oof. Yeah pretty brutal poor dude man yeah no it really really sucks but it's uh luckily it was a partial tear Mm -hmm. um so he should be back in three to four months so it's not gonna be okay good uh, good. where like a full tear you're out for a year yeah Um, so you know i hear so many people injuring themselves playing basketball that's like one of one of the top ones for some i think basketball is actually the most dangerous sport they say Mm -hmm. like in terms of injuries yeah next to water polo which is just dangerous because the horses right yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) so is uh you guys have been back playing uh live music at post quarantine here how's that been oh man it's been great um the quarantine was actually really nice i didn't realize how much i needed it um Mm. 
we'd been doing a lot of DIY touring for a while and yeah. it starts to be really taxing on the body, like mm -hmm. touring in my mom's minivan that she gave me, you know, um, which, uh, yeah. So like that, uh, was really, really exhausting, you know, and you did, uh, there was three and a half years where I didn't spend more than two weekends in Nashville in a oh, row, wow. you know, and like, you, you don't quite realize how much that's like affecting you and your, and your relationships and stuff. Um, so the quarantine, having that time to like chill out was really, really important and, and nice. Um, for me, um, in, in a way. Um, so with that being said, it's been kick ass to, to be back playing. Like it's been really, really fun. And we've been having an absolute blast. That's awesome. Gave you, gave you that refreshment period. Were you able to like write some new songs or did you just take it off? Yeah, no, we, uh, we wrote and recorded an EP with, um, this guy named Ken Coomer, who uh, he was a founding me member of Wilco and, Ooh, okay. And then Ryan Hewitt mixed it and he, he like, he did a bunch of records with Rick Rubin on like the Chili Peppers and Abbott Brothers and all that. Um, so he's, yeah. And working with those two guys was really, really cool. Um, uh, and you just learn a, a hell of a lot. Um, so that was cool. We, we just put that EP out. Um, and now moving on to the next one we got we're probably going to record another ep and then a full-length album uh so i'm working on dates right now for for those two projects um, nice yeah so I'm, I'm very very stoked to be finally just getting some of these tunes out now now the live album that you guys put out was that a recorded in nashville and b was it um pre-quarantine and then it came out during uh yeah yeah okay. so I th we played that show a year before it came out um we actually weren't even planning on recording that show oh really we, wow we we got to the venue and we sound checked and 20 minutes before the the set started the sound guy kyle ginther was like uh yo do you guys want me to record this like do you have a hard drive and i just so happen to have my hard drive in my there you go. uh in my and i was like yeah definitely record it he recorded it and 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 really and like so after the show he was like yo you guys have to let me mix this like i i, I re like that was he was really into the show it was an amazing show from from what i heard at least hell know. yeah I'm, I'm glad you dug it it was um, fantastic I, I, there's something about live albums that just like especially after not being able to go see live music for a while you know totally. you can kind of put yourself there it's like the closest you can get i'm i've always been way more into live music mm. like that's i never really even thought about recording um for whatever reason, I've only kind of ever like really valued like the live, mm. a band playing live just seems yep. like that's what music is to me, which, mm. you know, obviously it's what it's not just that, but to me, that's how I really connected. And yeah. So, uh, the fact that that ended up just kind of coming through and, and that's kind of why we've toured around and played a ton and just never really released songs. Cause I don't know how to record them very well. And I'm only now just learning and getting the people that like, or that know how um, to help us out. Um, so I'm yeah, glad that guy offered, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, it turned honestly, out fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. No, like so, so, so thankful for that because, um, and yeah, your hard drive, right? Exactly. <laughs> Without your hard drive, you know, <laughs> it's, it's pretty wild how that one came together and like ended up being released. And I, I love if there's any, like, that's I feel like the best representation of kind of of us, you yeah. know. There's a there's a different raw element to it, I think. Mm. It captures a little more of the energy, which is lost if you, like that's why I feel bad for people that don't go to shows. It's like you mm. don't really get the full feel of the energy. It's like kind of lost in that, you know. Totally, totally. Yeah. And and there's and we live in this weird music world right now where everything is so produced well <laughs> like, produced yeah, and then also <laughs> and all and just like it's all about creating a vibe like 
like mm. your yoga study rain mood music. You know what I mean? Which is mm. like all cool, but you have like all these playlist vibes that are, uh, that, you know, work, you know, the coffee shop playlist, but like mm-hmm. you see a lot of like coffee shop artists live and it's like, Oh man, you can go to sleep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, and which is great because there's times and places for everything. Right. True. Uh, but I definitely think it's, it's one of the things like uh, about our music that it, it's a little bit more just conducive to being live and there. Um, yeah. It hits, it hits in a different way than, than necessarily the recordings do. You're, you're there. It's a, it's a, a specific moment in time, you know, mm-hmm. that, that like only that group generally gets to uh, mm-hmm. experience, which is why it's special when there's, there's a live album like that. So I'm really appreciative that you guys put that out actually. Hell yeah. Thanks. Hi, I'm Mike from the genuine chit chat podcast, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. I speak to a wide variety of guests, including CEOs of businesses, psychologists, authors, musicians, travellers, people suffering with physical and mental illnesses, and everyone in between. Where we speak about a large variety of topics, including music and movies and pop culture, but also some more controversial topics, including drug reform, political correctness, and many more. No subject is off limits. You can find us in all the usual podcast places, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, as well as on YouTube. And you can follow us in all the usual social media places. And to be clear, I don't expect everyone listening to enjoy every episode of my show. What I do think is that due to the wide variety of guests and topics, that there'll be at least one episode that each person listening will enjoy. So if you still appreciate the art of conversation and want to hear honest conversations with interesting people, then be sure to check out Genuine Chit Chat in all the usual places. Support for American Slacker comes from Manscaped, who's the number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. I don't know about you, Jesse, but I am sick and tired of being outmatched by these razors and traditional trimmers that you get in the store, and no matter what, they, they fucking snag your nuts. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. They have a lawnmower 2.0 razor, which they have sent our way, has a proprietary skin-safe technology, so you won't get those nicks or snags on your nuts. Nice! Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. Yeah, and with our 20% off code plus free shipping, you're going to be saving a bunch of money and getting some great products that won't end up uh, making it look like a war zone down there. All you got to do is enter Slackers at checkout. Manscaped.com, 20% off. Get your anti-chafing ball deodorant, your sweet lawnmower 2.0. Your nuts will thank you later. You can even rep them by getting yourself a Manscaped.com t-shirt. So head on over to Manscaped.com, 20% off at checkout. Enter code SLACKERS. Get your ball swag here. You said that you grew up in Wisconsin and then you ended up in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Any advice for for the people? Because, like you said, it seems like a town that a lot of people end up moving to to kind of pursue mm-hmm. their dreams. Any advice or like things that you would warn people, I guess, against uh, in terms of mistakes you would warn them against, maybe um, uh, about going moving there? to Nashville yeah, if they're going there to pursue music or anything? Uh, is there anything that you learned along the way that you like to pass on? Totally. Um, yeah, I would just say that. If you do, if you move here, um, understand that like it's a whole different dynamic. You like you might be the you might be the person that plays guitar and mm-hmm. sings in your you know small town or just different town, right? Yep. Like you might be a a, a a a fish in a very small pond. So you're the only fish in the in the small <laughs> pond, right? Right. Uh, so it feels like you're the big fish, mm-hmm. right? Um, you get here and it can be very, very overwhelming to people, um, because the level of talent just across the board is very high. So I think a lot of people in their first year or two kind of sit back on their heels and are, um, and can be a little bit overwhelmed by that and think like, Oh, I can't play a show because people are going to think I'm bad and I'm going to ruin my reputation, blah, 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 like stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Not the case. Just give her. Just get after it. Like no one. You're only as good as your most recent song. Like you know what I mean. Like or or whatever. Like it. It's more about just getting after it and starting to meet people. 
and then just having patience uh, and and understanding that like, hey, you're not competing against other musicians. Like this is this is a hub that the music here will go out to the rest of the world. Okay, so like just because you feel like, um, oh my God, every single person that I know is unbelievably, unbelievably talented. It's like, sure, in this tiny little bubble, that is true. But relative to the rest of the world, you're still an insane singer. You know what I mean? You might be the 50 best singer here in Nashville, but relative to the 8 billion people, whatever it is, uh, you know, there's a, there's a place for you, you know? And, mm. and so lean into like what music you like, not mm. what the scene is doing. You don't never chase the scene. Just like do fucking you put out more and more in music and more and more opportunities will come every time you put out another song. Um, I would say that. And then just patience, like everyone, I think you start out and you have this idea kind of, or this hope that like, okay, I'm going to put something out and then it's going to blow up, you, you know, and then, and then I'll be okay. Um, I just, that happens very, very rarely for people. And even for the people that it does happen, you kind of like peel back the layers a little bit and you're like, Oh, you know, college American teen, which was his debut album. I think mm -hmm. like he actually had a shit ton of other music that he had recorded and put out before that all got wiped down, you know, like once he released his debut album. Right. So there's like mm -hmm. so much more behind the scenes and this takes a long, long fucking time. We're, we, are far from making it still, but it still is just like, if you're, you got to just enjoy the fact that you get to do it every day. Yeah. Um, and focus on that. And then like the pressure just starts to leave and mm. then it becomes really fun and shit gets easier and easier. Yeah. It sounds very similar to podcasting or film or any of those say, creative yeah, endeavors. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It sounded a, a lot of related, like relatable things to acting. Specifically, True. You know, as you think to achieving like fame with that, you're mingling with stars in Nashville. Yeah. You're mingling with people that have world theme. Mm -hmm. So I, it's easy probably to beat yourself down. Right. You know, like I understand that a hundred percent. It's the same as like going to an audition and you see fucking, yeah. You know, Vince Vaughn or some shit. You see somebody, you're like, oh, fuck, really? Right. All right. I'm just going to go home and save my time. Like, it's so, ho so it's, Hollywood of music over there. But it, regardless, like, it's in taking those experiences the same way you took the walk, you know, mm -hmm. to build that life experience, that skill of taking those, you know, the 50 shows. Mm -hmm. Like, think about the rapid experience you're getting for that versus, oh, I'll take a show at the coffee shop here and then, like, I got two shows a month, you know? Mm -hmm. You're banging them out. What did you say? 50 in, like, three months? I think, yeah, it was like, uh, yep. 50 wow. and it's wild. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, that's an awesome rate, man. It was, it was. Yeah. And, and I mean like those shows, many of them were very small and on a hard, hardly attended, but nonetheless, like that. You probably get to have a little more fun with that too. In some ways. Yeah. And experiment just, a little more not worry about it. It reminds yeah. me of like the stand up comedians that we've had on that talk yeah. about, you know, going in and, you know, trying stuff out and, well, and you start to realize too, which is one of the, uh, one of my favorite realizations because we've had a long kind of slow touring career mm -hmm. so far is like, it's the same fucking shit, whether or not mm -hmm. you're playing for five people or you're playing for a thousand or 10,000. Like, yes, there's a different level of energy that does happen and it, you know, it's cooler in some ways, but at the end of the day, you're still playing those same fucking songs with those people. And the job itself doesn't really change that much. Um, and mm. so I don't know, like it, that's been a cool realization for me of just like um, checking in and be like, being asking myself, okay, do I enjoy doing this every day? You know, cause then whether or not it, wherever the audience is like it, it doesn't matter because this mm. is the thing that i'm doing and enjoying you know so you you don't feel that they affect i mean it sounds like there's some there's some effect but it's not like a huge effect uh, there's, oh. 
there's definitely a big effect in terms of energy. Like, okay. uh, when you, when you start, we've only had a couple opening shows where, you know, we played for eight, 900 college kids packed Damn. up against the stage. That's um, sick. and it, definitely kicks everything into just a new gear. It's oh, weird. Wow. It's weird how everyone you're just able to let loose um, because their energy is, de- is begging for it. So mm. it's, it's when it's just reading the room, you know, when you're at a, when you're in a conversation and other people are being quiet, like you kind of have to be quiet because if you're loud in that conversation, it's, abrasive to everyone else. Right. Right. So when you're in a situation where there's that many people kind of demanding that energy, it allows you to really send it, really go to like a a, a new level. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and that is particularly fun and cool because that is, uh, an experience that, you know, we rarely get at this point in our career, we've rarely had and, and is, very very special when it when it does happen so um yeah. it sounds like you're enjoying every new milestone that you pretty much hit man totally it's awesome yeah. um any anything that you would suggest in nashville like i've never been there but it's some it's a place i'd like to go as someone who's who's lived there what what do you suggest checking out oh man um that's a great question. Food wise, t- venue wise, I'll take any suggestions. I like that now that we're back on planes, I'm fucking, I'm getting out of California. Yo, saddle I'm up. Yo, traveling. Should, uh, <laughs> come in August. We're headlining. Matt, Matt and I need a bachelor. Uh, oh, yeah. What is That's it? Bachelor party right locations. Yep. Yeah, we're both, we're get both getting married. So We need to find hey. the perfect location. So, hey, Nashville could be put on that list. Congrats. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. Cool. Um, Thank you. Yeah, it's both of y'all. Thanks. That's super cool. Um, uh, I am terrible at suggesting shit uh, to do. I would say Dino's Burger. Okay, is, okay, that's okay. a that's a must. That was a fat burger place. Yeah. That's a it's that's that's a must. Um, I would say a couple venues that are particularly mm-hmm. cool are like Exit In. Okay, um, okay. that's it's pretty legendary. Like when you walk in, you'll be you'll see a lot of names out of like, oh wow, they play Sweet. here. Um, but is still small. It's like a 500 cap room. Oh, wow. um, so that intimate setting is so cool too. When you can actually go to something that's like not a huge, like I enjoy, you know, seeing bands in like a larger, you know, uh, mm-hmm. venue, but those, those smaller ones, like Matt and I bar crawled yes. in LA a few years ago and we wandered into some, uh, I couldn't even tell you the name of the band playing, but they were fucking great. Cause we were sitting there yeah. having beers. It was like a small bar area. Like, and that that's where it's at when it comes to like seeing live music. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. There's totally. a lot of that in Nashville. Yeah. I mean, there's, <laughs> there is venue capital of the world. Probably there right? is music in every, <laughs> every inch and corner that you could squeeze music into. You'll be in wow. the fucking grocery store and someone will be playing live. Like Damn, it. That's awesome. It is. It is. But that's back to that. Uh, it can be overwhelming, especially mm. if you're new, because it's like, oh my god, it's just constant everywhere. Where you feel mm. a little bit, oh my. Yeah, god. you play music yeah. in a hometown, like you. I mean, your hometown was probably closer to ours, like where it's like you play music. It's like you're not everybody has a band, not everybody right. plays guitar, like not right. You know, it's like it's awesome. You feel like special, and then you go to a fucking place where everybody does it, and they do it <laughs> very fucking proficiently. You're like, oh my god, what am I doing? Like, and- it's inevitable. And you're interesting. You're interesting mm-hmm. in your in your hometown, you know, yeah. where it's like, oh, like, no way. You're a musician. Like, yeah. wow. Like, yeah. cool. I want to yeah. listen. I want to be a fan yep. here. Don't fucking tell me about your band. I don't give a <laughs> shit. I don't like that's how every because everyone's doing it. So it's mm-hmm. all players, no fans, mm-hmm. you know, to some degree. Um, yeah. And uh, luckily with podcasting, that only takes place online. We haven't figured out a yeah. town to invade, really. Right. We really podcasting do need to set up Yeah, podcast we need podcast awesome. capital. Um, Pod, I don't know. What about Topeka, Kansas yeah. or something? That'll work. Ooh. Sounds right. <laughs> we'll all take over everyone. But don't tell me you're a fucking buy. Right. Probably affordable real estate and a lot <laughs> yeah. of it. We're good. There we go. We're coming, <laughs> Kansas. <laughs> Wherever's got the, the highest streaming capabilities. There you go. You need yeah, some. You need good internet. Some yeah. Google good Fiber. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. Those are, I, those are my two big recommendations. Not fantastic. much, but 
Hey, they, they, that'll do, man. The insiders uh, look. We like it. <laughs> that, that's the thing is like you rarely get to like talk to someone who's local or like knows the area. So we mm-hmm. always like to, you know, kind of probe a little bit for for our audience out there who's cool, listening yeah. and hopefully they'll check out some of those venues you talked about. Are you play? Are you guys having any shows coming up? We are actually playing Exit In, um, cool. which I'm super Even more about. reason to go. Yeah, August 21st. August 21st, come come down. Um, we, uh, yeah, I'm very, very excited about that show. I've It's 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 a venue that I've always, you know, it, it's going to be another one of those checking off the dream, you know, little like Nashville uh, what do you, bucket list things. Yeah, there uh, you go. Of, this is definitely a dream venue for, you know, when I first was here, I was like, man, I definitely want to play this so someday. you've you've seen shows there and now you're gonna play a show there oh yeah yeah i've seen tons of shows i've seen some of my favorite bands come through um what's what's that feel like from going from in the in the pit to on the stage uh i don't know i haven't haven't quite done it yet at at this particular right, venue right. um and i but i think it's gonna feel really really cool and and invalidating i i know something that i've particularly struggled with, uh, that I think a lot of creators do is just like that imposter syndrome where it's, you know, am I allowed to be doing this, to be demanding all of this attention? Like I, it's hard to not be afraid of, okay, am I just out of touch and like, like, and it's just my ego that wants all this attention or is it like, no, I fucking love music and I just want to play it. And Mm -hmm and share it, you know, like, is it okay? And, and so as, as these different kind of milestones have happened, it's really helped put that anxiety away to bed because I start to realize it was more and more like, no, like, Hey, this is a good thing. Like you're, you're sharing something that other people are really enjoying. It's not, you know? Um, so I think that that is going to be, another one of those moments where it's like, hell yeah. Like this is, this is cool. I'm not crazy. I'm not just like, you know, self-obsessed with this dream. Uh, it's, it's worthwhile as well because yeah, there's always that scary thing of like, you know, like when you, you meet the, the actor that's pursuing it at like 45, that's just like got a bit of a screw loose, you know what I mean? Or, or whatever, whatever it is where it's like, yeah, yo, this person is just holding on and like yeah. are, is not realizing that this is not the thing, you know? Right. This is not the path in their life. Yeah. It's good to right. know when to pivot, yeah. I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, and so I, I think that was always... I don't think that's your case, though. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I was going to say 100% <laughs> it's not your case. As, as again, outsider fan, just you got the talent, man. It's awesome. Like, well, appreciate it. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. No, just, yeah. Don't let yeah, don't let other talented people make you feel like that ever because that's crazy. You know, like you're just like fucking. Well, we hear that so fans. often too, the imposter yeah. syndrome from so many talented mm-hmm. people. So it's not All like the time. it's it's a real thing. It, like I everybody. Mean, yeah. Really. And if you're questioning yourself, that probably just means you're not like nuts or something. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. if you don't, that's when you got the problem. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Un- unchecked not. ego. That's where it goes wrong. Right. Yeah. It, it's a it's a weird thing, though, like this, the the i i mean so much of communication is nonverbal right mm. so like to to be on a stage literally raised up and and have <laughs> everyone looking at you mm-hmm. like and and you know and i didn't you know none of them set it up it was i was the one that planned the show like right. that is like yo what the fuck are you doing man like who do you think you are that like you can demand <laughs> other people to be quiet and listen to you while you like, while you raise yourself up and have a microphone to fucking blast <laughs> your voice. It's like a, a trippy fucking thing. If you start thinking about it, like yeah. what uh, you're leaving out of that equation is the, the folks in that crowd who purchased a ticket with their own current uh, hard earned money to 100%. come see you. Mm. That's 100%. the part you're leaving out. A hundred percent. And, and, and that's where like, I've absolutely uh, like, uh, so much of my anxiety, mm-hmm. all of that doubt and fear has is has gone because people that are strangers, you know, in in the beginning, when you're first starting out, you're asking your friends and family to come mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. So it's like you don't know whether or not you're 
giving them a gift or if they're just like being nice to you because they're trying to support. Right. So mm. that's that's where as these milestones start to happen, mm. it like really solidifies. Oh, no. And then what's cool about that is the more and more um, that solidifies, the more and more confidence you have to to really, um, I think, dive into the art in like a, hey, no, this really matters. Like we can't cut, we can't cut the corner and like there's no throwaway lyric. Like there's, oh, that section of the song is, eh, we can't just breeze over that. We need to fix it. We need to like, because now the more and more that you realize like the weight of that, like fuck, people paid money to come see us. Like we need to not be drunk. You know what I mean? We need to like, <laughs> we need to deliver. Well, that's you know? awful nice yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Show up yeah. sober. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, uh, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, coffee's probably kicking in now. Oh, yeah, baby. There he's you dead. go. He's ready for his day. He's right. in the mode. Right. He's probably going to write three songs after this now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, man, I love I love the humbleness. You know, I think that's key to maintaining the uh, journey of the artist. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I mean, you don't get lost in the sauce, so to say, you know. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully not. You're definitely you're talented, man. You got the you got definitely got the talent again uh, from an outsider's view. You know, appreciate uh, it. Just we love we love what you do, man. And we we're blessed to find you. you yes, know, as an artist, we you're thank on our you Instagram list. algorithm. Right, yeah. finally Who's doing Zuck- something right. We pray to Zuckerberg for more uh, great influences here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually finding stuff we like. Yeah, yeah. For once, um, but real quick, how do people find you? How do people find Arts Fishing Club? Yeah, uh, I mean, I would say Instagram, mm-hmm. um, at Arts Fishing Club, and then Spotify. Spotify is more important to us than Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, please follow us there, uh, because that's where you'll hear our music. Um, and those are kind of the two spots. Um, working on, uh, we have an email list as well. If you go onto our website, you can sign up for the, the email list. Nice. I, you know, am running all of the the different things and trying to write songs and like do like we're pretty independent still. Mm -hmm. So my communication is not always the best on like the email list slash, uh, but I, I, I try and post, um, on Instagram, um, at least to notify people, but it'll be nice to them in those DMS people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, you're seeing them. Yeah. You're talking about yourself. Yeah. hundred percent slide, but slide in, say what's up. Like, yeah, come see a show. Um, August 21st, exit in Nashville. Come to Nashville for that nice. weekend. That's going to be, we're very excited about that show. Hell yeah. Awesome. awesome. Check them out, people, if you're in the Nashville area. Yeah. Um, real quick, before we get out of here, uh, check us out Instagram, everywhere, YouTube. Um, catch me, MWG Media, Maddie G from HP on Xbox Live. Hell yeah. And I'm at Landers the Plane on everything. Christopher, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Yeah, man. Yo, thank, thank you, you guys. So much, dude. The performance, like everything. You're about to sing us out with Hello Heartbreak, one of our favorites of your tunes. Hell yeah. Uh, just awesome. Hell yeah. Thank you so much, man. We'll have to catch up with you in a little bit and do yeah. this again. Yeah. Jesse and Matt, great to meet you guys. Appreciate Hell yeah. it. All right, people. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, that's it. There you go. This is a song I ran into an ex-girlfriend. And uh, yeah, I mean, this was just that moment. Heartbreak, oh fuck, here we go again I wasn't expecting to see you so soon But here you are, looking so beautiful Oh, and I don't know quite what to say Come on, heartbreak, tell me what you've been up to about me cause I've been thinking about you and all the things I said that I should put right come on heartbreak won't you stay with me Oh, oh.
my God, heartbreak. It feels so good to feel you. You skin on my skin, and I was short on breath. Oh, we're short on truth, yeah, and we're short on time. Oh, come on, heartbreak, come. go.